Hey everybody, uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob here. That finally worked. Uh, you guys have no idea, but it just took about 12 minutes uh, to get this show started. Almost a full episode of Sarcasm Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Zoom is just being a pain in the balls today. Uh, I had to update and then it wouldn't record, but we're here. They couldn't keep us away. Uh, the overlords at Zoom could not keep us away and we have triumphed. Uh, and we actually have some, I, I can't call it breaking news because it's not, but it came out not that long ago and it's going to be big news. Um, and this is going to come out tomorrow. So I would imagine like, unless there's any podcasts that do like live stuff tonight, um, we are probably going to be one of the fresher takes tomorrow morning. Um when this episode comes out so or no thursday sorry i i forgot what today today's tuesday this episode comes on thursday yes we're old news so that means we're old news everything i just said it's the opposite um i'm a little retarded um so yeah forget all that but the big news is uh dave portnoy just bought barstool sports back from pen gaming like 100%. He now owns 100% of Barstool Sports. He said for the first time in maybe like 15 years, he hasn't been a 100% owner. Yeah, it was something like that. I watched his his video on it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously big news, right, in the sports world and also in the the gambling world. Uh, because Barstool Sportsbook is no more. Uh, it lasted in Massachusetts at least like a couple months. Um, in re- in reality, it probably lasted like maybe a year or two. I don't know how long it's been uh, with that, but it's done. It's gone. Uh, and in its place, ESPN has signed a deal with Penn Gaming to have its own sports book that will be called ESPN <clears throat> Bet, which I couldn't think of a worse fucking, like, I couldn't think of a worse fucking name for a sports betting company. ESPN Bet. That's way too many fucking, it's all letters, right? It's all, it just sounds stupid. Sounds dumb to me. I feel like the marketing department could have done a way fucking better job with that. Um, shout out to, uh, to Disney CEO, Bob Iger, who is trying to fucking do everything that he can to save ESPN. Um, they fired like 30% of their staff, uh, over the last like six months, they're cleaning house. They're trying to become a, a more lean run operation over there. Uh, and now He's got ESPN hooked up with an official sports book and a sports betting app. So, uh, like I said, good for Iger. Uh, it's good for Disney. Um, it'll be fine for Penn. In in reality, like this isn't gonna this isn't gonna really hurt them, right? Like it's it's fine. I think it's a, it's it's a rare situation where all parties involved have the opportunity to come out on top, right? Like I'm not going to come out and say it's a win, win, win situation for all three groups, 
because uh, that's yet to be seen. Uh, we don't actually know if ESPN can be saved. Uh, it's in the process of yeah. trying to be saved. But as it stands right now, it looks like this is a win for all three parties, right? It's a win for Penn because they get to you know continue to tie their sports betting um, procedure, pro like part of their company, whatever, to a well-known other company entity, right? Um, potentially good for ESPN to drive up their engagement, their numbers, their income, whatever, so be it. And it's good for Barstool because now Barstool is no longer uh, subject to regulations. Well, so I know he's so he said that in his presser. So Barstool's no longer subject to regulations. So it's like Penn's Penn needed to get out of Barstool Sportsbook. They had to get rid of it because it was going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Because anytime any Barstool podcast, anyone said anything, then all these gaming commissions were like, oh, well, what did he say? And yeah. It's like, dude, fucking Big Cat doesn't work for Barstool Sportsbook. He's not right. a regulator. Oh, well, you know, Barstool's in the name. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why it's like a lot of the stuff that Big Cat was doing, he couldn't say it anymore. Like, he couldn't say the can't lose parlay. Right. He couldn't, whatever. And it was all because. Which is, which is all bullshit anyway, because so I truthfully, I never listened to their podcast or watch I any of their shows. I just I know what I know enough about him to know that it's in jest, right? Like the can't yeah. lose parlay is a joke. Right. But the problem. So but you when see, you look at it on paper, when it's not right, if you read well, no, something, because the other thing too of, is if you don't listen to the podcast and so say you're a. 20, well, you're supposed to be 21. So you're so, so say you're a 21 year old kid. You don't listen to the podcast. He puts out, oh, he has millions of followers and goes, can't lose parlay. And then you just tail it. Like that's right. how, like, that's the stupidity that's like, right, right. Kind of coming into play here. Now, if any, if anyone on any gaming commission actually had a brain and fucking used it, there wouldn't be any issues. Right. Exactly. But when you have a bunch of stuck up old fucking white people looking to just fucking cause problems that don't exist. This is what you get. So, you know, they couldn't do any of their gambling shows or their football shows or um, I know Kelly in Vegas had a show. I don't know how that was affected or was or wasn't. Yeah. Um, I know she more or less like kind of played it straight. She also uh, left Barstool, I think, to oh, go. did she? She, I want to say she potentially is starting her own. She already did. I think company? she owned Wager Talk. Yeah. She might be. I saw she posted something on Twitter not too long ago that was like a thank you so much for the years at Barstool. Like, I'll, I always appreciate whatever. Um, I also wasn't exactly sure what I mean, money, but I yeah. wasn't exactly sure why she went to Barstool in the first place. Yeah. She was like fairly established in what she was doing. Right. Right. Um, And then she went to Barstool and it was almost like. I know some people didn't like her anyway, but then it was almost like no one's taking you seriously. Right. Um, Because she had that show with, um, it was like Megan making money or whatever the fuck. I don't know what her real name is. Yeah. 
And that was, in, I thought that was interesting that Barstool went with those two. Well, one, I, I thought it was interesting that they signed Kelly and Vegas away from wherever. And then they went with those two because everyone knew that Megan was like, it was kind of comical. Because even Spanky was like, he goes, I don't know who you are, but like, maybe you would make a good beard. Like, I don't understand. He goes, I don't <laughs> Because I don't know what you're doing or why you're giving out plays. He's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Right. But then again, Spanky's on like the professional gambling side of things, which is a whole nother beast. It's a whole fucking insufferable fucking. I don't even know who Spanky is. So Spanky on Twitter at Spanky. Um, he is a actual professional okay. and he's been doing it a very long time. I think he lives in like the New Jersey-ish area. And the way that he professionally bets is he's tracking like odds movement. So when a number shows up in the fucking Asian market, because you can't do any of this in the US, when like a number shows up that's fucking incorrect in the Asian market, you hit it fast enough before it moves and you do that with... Right thousands and thousands of dollars with thousands and thousands of bets. And that's how you make money. Right. Right. But you need to have a, like a ridiculous infrastructure and you're always kind of lying in the weeds in the offshore markets. Right. So that's how he does it. He, he goes like someone, someone said something. He was like looking at a football game and in, he was like, I don't understand how you bet a football game on Sunday. And someone goes, well, what if, Travis Kelsey, you know, is supposed to be playing, but he's not going to play. And Spanky goes, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and that's the thing is like he bets on sports. And when he says, I bet numbers, not games. He bets numbers. He literally only bets discrepancies. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is it's not, it, it's a little bit of the, what the literal number is. Um. Like, because it's got to be correct, but there's got to be a discrepancy somewhere. And that's like usually looking through like thousands or not thousands, probably like hundreds of lines. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, there's these college basketball totals, 152, 153, 154. And one of these guys is hanging a 148 and then they just yeah. go and drill it. Right, right. Um, To oversimplify what he does. Yeah. So, yeah, so when he's like, oh, you know, he goes, you have no idea. What, like, he goes, what are you even talking about? He goes, again, you might be a good beard. Like, go in, bet for me, come back, like, you know, hide from the cameras, hide from the pit boss, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, ultimately, to get back on back on the point, um, for Barcelona to do the content they want to do, they can't have a sports book, and for Penn to have a – headache i guess to have a regulation headache free existence it can't be tied to barcel it just won't work right the two the two do not compute yeah yeah it was one of those like something had to give right either barstool had to kind of sell out and become corporate or Actually, that's really the only option because the other option would or the have other led, option is would have led to Penn. Book. Yeah, Penn lost their their sports book, so that was really the only option. It was either 
Barstool sells out and becomes corporatized or they had to part ways. Basically, those were the only two options, Um, because like I said, the third option isn't isn't a it's not a real option. Um, So. I think it's a good call all around and it saves a little bit, like even just like on my end, you know, seeing that like there's like whether it's hearings or maybe not even hearing this was I mean, a lot of this was in the before you know, legalization. Right. But just like the idea, it's like approving Barstool Sportsbook or, or not. Ooh, let's go to a tweet by big cat. It's like, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. So I don't know. It was always insufferable. Um, That being said, I don't consume Barstool media outside of certain Twitter accounts. I think we I think on the sarcasm speaks, I only follow Portnoy and Big Cat. Yeah. Foreplay. But I don't really I don't really listen to their podcast. I watch their videos from time to time. I don't know. They're, they're yeah, I don't dude. I don't follow their podcast, but I'll watch I don't their, like their podcast at all. They're breaking 90 when with Trent to, yeah, to get I'm a good sick laugh. Of that too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You know, I know we bitched about it again, but here's the latest example. So Dan Rappaport's about as interesting as a fucking pillowcase. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he sucks, dude. They that show again. I never really was a huge listener of the podcast. I've I've caught a few episodes here and there, just not a fan. But like the show in general of whatever clips I see on on social media, yeah, Dan Rappaport is. He's a, a fucking he's a nerd. golf reporter. He's a golf reporter. Oh. He's someone that he left what golf digest to come work for Barstool. Um yeah, is that where he was most recently? I think, yeah, I think it was golf digest. Yeah, and it's like probably. Yeah, you can tell. But he's also a nerd. <laughs> you you like, can that's tell a he's a golf he's digest a reporter. Geek. He's not a barstool guy who talks about golf, right? So it oh, kind of like dude. made this weird shift because before it was like the relatable guys, right? It was a bunch of fucking dumbasses that would that like to play golf and get together and do dumb shit, right? Between Trent and Frankie, they are like best buddies. And then Riggs is always kind of a stiff, but then Riggs used to be better. He's gotten weird. I don't yeah, know what it is. I watched an old video and Riggs was like actually kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know. Like, did he move into the C-suite? Like, I, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of he just stiff. became like he just became kind of a stiff. And then Lurch was funny. Lurch was like the big dumb idiot friend that was like, but was also good at golf. Right. And he was like kind of just happy to be there type of thing. And they fucking kicked him to the curb to bring in the guy from Golf Digest, who's a like you said, is about as interesting as a wet paper bag. So now it's like it's basically to me. It's the Frankie and Trent show, right? Like what I, that's why I only watch breaking 90 because it's Frankie and Trent. Like no one else is, they don't, I don't watch any of their other stuff. I watch their old stuff, right? Like I watched the, um, the band and dunes trip when they went there, some of like their travel series, but that was all when Lurch was still on the show. Yeah. I think they did. They might've done, um, fucking bitch what the fuck Branson, missouri what the fuck is the resort oh um 
Big Cedar, Big Cedar Lodge. Lodge. Big Cedar Lodge. They might have done that with both of them, actually. Yeah, I, I remember that when they brought Lurch in as like a special but, guest. Uh, I don't know, man. It's like Rappaport, like Dan Rappaport, like he's so first of all, he's a squid. Let's yes. just start there. Yeah. And I'm not fuck. Listen, I'm not the fucking I'm like. You're not the I'm fans. No, I'm not fucking <laughs> Dean Martin here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I understand where I fit in this world. But if you put me on the foreplay pod, I can play the game. Right. The guy is just a squid. My God. Yeah. Anyway. So. Did I have a point to making fun of him? Um, that they kind of, that, that the show is not that good and that it changed was, yeah, but why would we were talking about Barstool in general? Why the fuck did I? Oh, because I, I talked about like Barstool needed to go corporate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause otherwise, like, then you get fucking Dan Rappaport. Right. And it's like, now the foreplay pod is not the foreplay pod. Right. It's, it's, it's actually even worse of purgatory now. Yeah. Bob does sports is everything that foreplay wants to be. No laying up is more of your professional whatever. Disagree with them, agree with them. Tron's a cocksucker. No big deal. A KVV, I fucking hate that guy. He is a fucking clown. <laughs> oh my God. I did not, but he's another one. Fucking journalist came from SI, I think. And he's been like a golf writer, whatever. He is oh my like he can't do anything fucking wrong. Anything that he's a part of is correct, and you're wrong <laughs> because you're not a journalist and you don't write. And you like oh yeah. my like oh he is fucking brutal. Because someone someone bagged them. Uh, they were deleting all of their old tweets like anti live and anti Saudi Arabia <laughs> and anti PIF. So maybe it wasn't anti live. Maybe it was specifically anti Saudi Arabia and anti PIF. Yeah. And someone caught them. They're like, you're deleting everything. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then like KVV jumps in and he's like just like using these big words to like say nothing and I'm like you are a fucking clown yeah all you do is yes. you just everything you say is right any differing opinion is wrong and all you do is just like try to author your way out of everything yeah I'm like fuck you that's why I like Neil Neil's better. <laughs> and Bob does sports is great. And then uh Chasing Scratch is out there too, isn't they? Aren't they like regular They're guys? just a podcast. Yeah, they're just regular dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So for for golf podcasts, I guess in like the entertainment realm. Um No, see, because Chasing Scratch is the only like pure entertainment one that's big, but they're not even that big. Because then the rest of it's all like more current. So it was like no laying up. It's like, oh, the Wyndham recap. Great. Yeah. <laughs> but foreplay, the Wyndham recap. Yeah. And then like the one with Colt Nost recapping the Wyndham. Right. And Travis Fulton, Wyndham, whatever. I'm like, D you guys, I don't care what any of you people have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Who won? Lucas Glover. Sick. Yeah. You, you you dedicated a podcast talking about Lucas Glover. Yeah. Pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. The best thing that Lucas Glover ever did was have a wife that used to beat him up when he didn't play well. <laughs> <laughs> 
the most interesting thing about Lucas Glover. And someone will be like, well, he won the U.S. Open. Yeah, he fucking ruined the 2009 U.S. Open. Yeah. He won when someone good could have at Bethpage. Right. Sick, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Lucas Glover. <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> so, yeah, Barstool can be themselves again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... um. That's good, right? I, I guess for their brand, again, like you and I, like we've said, we don't necessarily consume. No, I don't consume Barstool their shit, stuff. but like, you know what? Like, if you're going to be Barstool, be Barstool. Be Barstool, right? Don't be a shell of what you Don't be some be. weird intermediary where you're like, oh, we're going to play the edge, but there's someone behind us telling us not to. So, like, yeah, we're going to get really all close in to or the all edge out. that we used to do, but we're not going to cross it. Yeah. All in or all out, pick one. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I won't cons- I I don't imagine consuming any more barstool because foreplay themselves won't change because they have some ambitions themselves of they did a corn fairy broadcast. So they're gonna have to themselves be a little bit corporate if they want to move into broadcasting like yeah. tour, tour I golf. saw they they um broadcasted i guess a an event yeah yeah barcel tv yeah so they did and that's something that they they pulled off like i from all from all accounts it was good i didn't yeah. watch it um but i will tell you you cannot be old school barstool and try to get into the lpga or the pga tour for a broadcast it's not gonna happen right, right. hence no laying up doing what they were doing to get there yeah yeah. So yeah, I mean like the rest of the other the other shows, like I again I don't listen to spit and chicklets, but they don't have to answer to fucking anybody. Yeah, I think that show is amazing because again, I don't listen to it, but I know that the biz just kind of like says whatever the fuck he wants. And he's, and he's the on same, TV. I was just gonna say he's the same way on TNT. Because he works the broadcast for TNT, and every time they do the intermission between the first and se- or you know first and second and second and third period, he just like kind of goes off, and the other guys just start dying laughing and like roll their eyes, and like Paul Bizanet is Paul Bizanet, and that's it. Like you get yeah. like what you see is what you get with him, um, which it, I think it's is like pretty Charles cool. Barkley, just yeah. different. He's the Charles Barkley of the NHL broadcast. Yes, yeah. Was it as good I, of a player though? No, no. I think it would have been it would have been awesome to see Ronick like be like 10 years younger, right? Like if Ronick could have been himself now during like as a broadcast, then he would have been the equivalent to Charles Barkley. If he opened up, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like hanging with Michael and Yeah you know, buying golf courses and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. He owns, uh, what the one, I don't know if they still own it. I forget Uh, what happens. It's Pembroke, but I forget what happened. I don't know if he sold it or not. Yeah. Uh, They actually, they actually have golf videos, spit and chicklets. Oh, really? Yeah. I never watched one. Someone told me to, I never watched it, but now that we just mentioned it, Cause I think I did say, I go, I bet you would, be- I go, I bet you it's better than foreplay. And they're yeah. like, whoa, I'm like, oh, maybe not in quality, but I bet you it's more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a team during that, uh, the mini putt 
or the the mini golf they did during oh. the Super Bowl. I, I so I actually did watch that. Very few and far between. Like I said, I'll, I watched the travel series on the four play pod because I want to see the golf courses. Um, but I did watch the the mini golf tournament that they put on uh, in Arizona the week of the Super Bowl. Um, and the spit and chickless guys were on a team and I thought it was fucking oh, hilarious. Well, Ryan Whitney, like he plays in state stuff. Like when, uh, like there's a possibility, like I could be paired with him one day. Oh, wow. Cause like, he's just an ant, like he's obviously an amateur golfer. He's good. Um, yeah. I don't know what his handicap, call him scratch. I think he's a scratch. I don't think he's like a two. Yeah. Um, He's got to fucking pound the ball. He has to. He played in the fucking NHL. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he's overly small. I think he's probably yeah. every bit of six two. Probably two bills. He played defense. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. If he's not bigger than that, and that's <laughs> probably about how big he is. Because I saw him like a couple fairways over, and the reason I knew it was him, I go, well, he looks bigger than everyone else I've seen today. So <laughs> it's got to be him. Yeah. Um. So he, yeah, he can play. I don't know who else is even on spit and chick. I just know the two, Bissonette and uh, Whitney. I don't know who else is on there. Whitney's like in Massachusetts. He lives around here. Oh yeah, oh, he's wow. a member at Old Sandwich. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he put like so. I don't know, like I don't know what his current status is, but we're entering mid am qualifying. He'll be in a mid am qualifier if he's not e- exempt into the tournament. I don't know where he's playing, but right. Right. Like he'll be like, like it's been like that for probably since I've been doing it. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's a guy that like obviously has his shit together, right? Like clearly he, is he from around here? I don't know. Um, but either way, wherever he's he from, must be, cause he didn't play around here. Yeah. He played he, with um, Pittsburgh forever. Yeah. He, so he played in the NHL, right? Played pit professional hockey gets out. Starts a podcast uh, with the biz, gets picked up by Barstool, and in the midst of all of that, starts his own fucking vodka company. <laughs> that and, was probably the smartest thing they fucking yeah. did. And now he's all over the place. Right? Like he's, they started the company? Who makes that? Uh, New Amsterdam. Did they start New Amsterdam or did they no. just, just the Pink Whitney? No, so they just do the P- Pink Whitney. But so the company is owned by New Amsterdam, but gotcha. um, like New Amsterdam vodka, they make gin, they make whatever. But the the Pink Whitney is obviously Ryan Whitney's fucking brand. So Old Sandwich 1.3. Oh, fuck. He's a member at Old Sandwich, TPC Boston, and Wollaston. Uh, he gets around. It's all, dude. That's that's not a big triangle. <laughs> Milton, Plymouth, and Norton. That's not a big triangle. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where he lives. I can't find that out. <laughs> Does it say if he's from around here? I'd have to Google his name. I'm on it. I wonder Ryan if I can Whitney. quickly. Before, yeah, I'll have fucking spectators yeah. in my qualifier. He's listed at 6'4", 210. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so he's taller than I thought. Yeah. 6'4", fuck me. Yeah, he's from Situate. Yep. Local that guy. Makes sense. 
Yeah. Uh, he's not playing my event. He's on that's NHL so network. Funny. I mean, the guy that's like I said, that's a guy that like kind of has his shit figured out. Did pretty well for himself once he retired. And he's a local guy. Oh, yeah. He's doing mid-am qualifying. I won't say where, but <laughs> he'll be doing it. Yeah. I know someone who, I, and I know two guys. I think I know two guys at his site. Yeah. We, you have yours tomorrow. Soon? Tomorrow, right? How did uh how did it go yesterday? Did you get myopia? absolutely fucking pounded by my? No, I shot uh I shot eighty with a triple. Nice. Uh, the fescue did get me en route to that triple. There was <laughs> literally nothing I could do. Yeah. Fucking myopia. Yeah. Yeah, it was just the fescue. Your yearly was too- yearly pilgrimage to myopia. Yeah. Yeah. So the 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 fescue. Well, so I had a really shitty lie on twelve. That sucked. But then I hit my, like, I hacked it out, hit my approach three feet. That was fun. Um, Yeah, then 13. Hit it long into the fescue, which if you knew the hole, it would be fucking crazy, the fucking how I even got there. It's like, <laughs> I had 120 yards. It placed 20 yards uphill, and we had win at us. So I hit it 140 yards, but apparently on the wrong line. So it ended up going long and into the fescue. Found it somehow, hacked it out, went through like fucking two feet, hacked that out into the rough. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Nice. Nice. Fucking <laughs> fucking fescue. <laughs> but that's like, again, they have like real fescue. It's right. not like the thin, tall stuff. It's like tall. It's thick. There's fucking green and purple. Yeah. Down at the bottom. Oh, it's a mess. Yeah. But I finished fourth. So, oh sweet! I got, I got uh got some pro shop credit out of it. Nice. Did you buy anything with it yet? You're gonna wait and go back? Oh yeah, dude! I'm not going back. I'm going back in a year. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like, what I mean. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going back up. That immediately way. go Fuck to the pro that. shop after the round and just. Dude, buy I didn't something. even. Dude, I fucking got my gift certificate, and or like my voucher or whatever, and I just got up and walked out. I I left the room. They weren't yeah. even done announcing people. I go, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> go take the money and run, right? I go, yep, gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to go. I just wanted to. Right, right. Then I went to the pro shop and went, like I gave the gift thing. He goes, oh, they're already doing awards in there. I go, yeah, I kind of skipped early. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. And the guy looks out. He goes, all right, Dave, here comes the rush. And it's like everyone's walking up <laughs> <Yeah>. the hill. <laughs> but yeah, funny. so so he, here's something. I mean, I'm not going to use this as like a final thought or anything. So I'm not a big buy clothing at a pro shop or an event thing. I don't really like buying stuff that gets ruined. Right. But I had this I had this voucher. So I'm like, you know what? I already have from from playing myopia, I already have like scorecard, ball mark, pencil, uh, I have a putter head cover, and then I bought a mallet the next year. So now I have this putter <laughs> cover that I don't use. Um I don't know what to do with it, <laughs> but that again, that was a that was a gift, that was a voucher from the last right. time, from the first right. time I played. So I'm like, all right. Um, so I'm, I like look and I go, you know what? Like I don't have any belts. I just have like a black belt. It's falling apart. Whatever. I go. Let me just look. Ninety five bucks. I go. Jeez. Not a fucking chance. 
Yeah. And then I saw some more belts. I go, oh, well, I'll go look at those. I go, maybe the $95 ones are the nice ones. Apparently the $95 ones were the shitty ones because the <laughs> other ones over there were 165 for Holy a fucking, fucking belt. Shit. Dude. $165 for a belt? I don't I hope that those were made with like real Native American tears or something. Like Yeah. Like what the fuck can a belt be made out of? Like a, a fucking crocodile, the crocodile that killed Chubbs. So is the fucking alligator thing. skin that made that Nine, 95 for a belt is a lot. Yes. Now I understand a little bit uh, where the price gouge comes from because people are going to buy it and they're going to spend it and you right. may as well charge it if people are going to spend it. Understood. So I think in like a normal place, that belt might be 60 bucks. I've never spent more than probably 20 bucks on a belt. Yeah, same. It's that's <laughs> how I'm wired. I just don't do it. Like it's a belt. It's a belt. But dude, it, like with with golf stuff, people are weird about it, man. Like, you know, you go to like a scramble, and it's like I'm like looking around. And I'm like, okay, well, I go. I look at the people who are here. I go. I know that's an Eastward Ho belt. Nobody else knows that that's an Eastward Ho belt. Right. So right. you spent ninety five hundred whatever bucks for your eastward hoe belt and no one knows what the fuck you're wearing right so like congratulations i i don't, <laughs> I don't know so the the like the belt like that shit's kind of weird to me like yeah like i'm like i know how much that costs like why so now if i see someone with a myopia belt i have to sit there and be like you spent after tax Anywhere from a hundred to like a hundred and seventy-five bucks on that. Yeah. Why? It's unfucking believable. Now the members, they don't care. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like it's just stupid money. So yeah. Ninety-five to hundred and sixty-five for a belt. Jesus. And then I, so I ended up getting a cover, uh, a, fi- a fairway wood cover. I needed a cover for my five wood. Um, oh, I gotta get a five wood. <laughs> I used it. Used it twice. Worked out quite well. Um, so I got. I ended up getting a cover and a yardage book, and I think it cost me hundred and uh, ninety five bucks. Yeah, it would have cost me ninety five, and I had seventy off. So. I paid the 25 and I'm like, okay, the yardage book, I will use that again. If not, at least it's something tangible that I have that like right. will only get wrecked if I don't put it in a cover and I use it with swamp ass or I get stuck in the rain. That's the only way that that gets ruined. Right. Right. And the fair, the five wood cover, you know what? It could get ruined. It could get lost, whatever. I had the voucher. I didn't pay cash for it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm looking at like putter covers because it's like the, the I want a magnetic putter cover, and there's one. I'm like, I don't know if that's gonna fit the the spider, and like still like sixty bucks. I'm like, what the fuck, man? These like that's just a lot. Yeah, like I think I can order a Pebble Beach one for like thirty five, like tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm like, that's just a lot. And I see another one. I go, oh, this one's a little bit plainer, ninety five bucks. I'm like, what the fuck is this made out of? Yeah. <laughs> like how? I go, I thought yeah. that one was nicer. 60 bucks. <laughs> I thought that one was shittier. 95, but it's got like fucking, I don't know. Yeah. 
the ghost of Willie Park Sr.'s fucking <laughs> teeth are made in it. I don't know. Like, fucking crazy. Yeah. That's that's fucking wild. $95 for a belt. Yeah, the cheap belt, actually. The cheap, the cheap belt. Cheap belt's only 95 Yeah, I mean, so I think definitely like golf belts. I've never spent more than 20 bucks. I think I bought a pack of three Nike like woven belts. And I think the three belts together were like 25 bucks. Yeah. And I've had them for five years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I did spend, I don't know how much I, I did get, um, I think 20% off from Joe Rogan, but I did buy a groove belt. Um, or just a company called Groove Life. It's pretty fucking sweet. It it's like a their whole thing is like it doesn't crush. Like you know how over time like the belts just kind of fucking crush down. Yeah. These don't do that. I've had this belt for probably at least four years, and it's perfect. And all it does is it clicks and it locks in to each to itself. So there's no like pull the thing through the loop, like none of that, like the fucking, the metal dick piece that goes through the hole, like wears out the hole, none of that. It's just a metal belt buckle that clicks into it to itself. Um, pretty sweet. That might've been like 40 bucks, right? Maybe 40, 50 bucks. And I got 20% off from Joe Rogan's discount code, like four or five years ago. Um, and I've used that, right? And that's the only belt I bought. So it's not like, I, I don't know. It's that's insane to me that someone would spend a hundred dollars on a on a belt. Not only that, some people have one of these belts from all the premier places they play. That's like seven hundred dollars in belts. Yeah, that's a weird thing to also collect too. Like, if you're gonna collect something from some of these like high end places, what would make sense to me would be like a yardage book. Or like a picture, right? Or a fucking um a flag, right? Like a yeah, pin flag. I wish a pin, flag. pin flags. You know, like those oh things God. make I sense. I hope I didn't fucking miss out on that one. To collect, right? Like, why would you collect like shirts or belts or something? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like now, all right, cool. You have a polo from every fucking cool place that you've ever played at. That's cool, I guess. But like, how long is that going to last, right? Maybe you'll get 10 years out of it, right? Before it, you know, eventually gets stained or torn or ripped or just worn so much, right? Like, I don't know. But that pin flag you'll have forever. The yardage book you'd have forever, unless, like you said, you fuck it up in the yeah, rain or you, something. Unless like, you fuck it up. Yeah. Even um, it would make more sense for to collect like ball markers, right? Because yeah, you would marks. even be able to like put those on a display. Like yeah. you can get a display case for ball marks. Well, I think it again. It comes down to I think personality. Some people. Some people are more so collectors. I definitely fall into collector category. Some people are more show-off people. I am not a show-off person. Right. Um, and I don't like ruining stuff that I perceive to either be nice or expensive. So it's like... um, That's just not me. But some people, like if they went to Pine Valley, they couldn't wait to buy a shirt and a hat. 
play the first round, 95 fucking degrees out, sweat their ass off, whatever. And like, right. Yeah. I mean, eventually the hat's going to be disgusting. And it's like, I don't know what they do then. I'd be fucking pissed. But like, yeah, dude was wearing a Pine Valley shirt yesterday. And I almost asked and I go, you know what? I'm not doing it because that's why you wear a Pine Valley shirt to explain why or how you got to Pine Valley. I go, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not so giving you if, that satisfaction. So I don't know if he played it, walked by it, knew someone that went to it. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because even so, it's like the one of the U.S. Open shirts I have from 2018 that someone someone gave me. Oh, did you get to that U.S. Open? Ah, oh, someone else did. They gave me the shirt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah what, what were we going to do? Talk about it? Yeah. What? Talk what? Like, yeah, I'm glad Brooks won. I don't even like I remember Tommy Fleetwood shot a 63 on Sunday. Yeah. But like no one's going to remember that info. Like, who the fuck am I going to who am I going to have that conversation with? Oh, remember like, that oh, shot? By oh, Tommy yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 2018. Yeah, I actually remember Tony Finau and Daniel Berger were the final group and they both shot a million. Do you remember that? No, yeah. didn't think so. There's only one fucking asshole here and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> we went over this in the gym today <laughs> your Some, uh encyclopedia someone asked me they go knowledge they go they go hey when was uh when was the u.s open at beth page i'm like oh two oh nine why <laughs> like uh oh two oh nine he goes oh shit because i think someone knew someone that played in it i'm like there was a pga in 19 what do you need to know and they're like how do you know all that i'm like I'm fucking autistic. What do you want? Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, do you have photographic memory? I go, God, no. No way. I go, I can only remember useless sports info. Yeah. They were like, you can't use that for like anything? Like, whatever. I'm like, like what? I go, what do you want? Me- How do you want me to use this? They're like, Jeopardy. I go, I only know sports. Right, right. I don't know anything else. How often is any sport actually a category on Jeopardy? Like never, right? Like there's always like an art category or a history category. It's like once every four shows, there's a sports category. (laughs) And then of course, ultimately it's like, dude, like I know what I know and I don't like whatever. So someone's like, oh, who has the most RBIs in a season? I'm like, I have no idea. Or yeah, in a season I go, I have no idea. Probably Barry Bonds. (laughs) I go, who was it? I go, I bet, I go, is it someone stupid like Brett Boone in 2001? He goes, what? I go, see, this is what we're talking about here. <laughs> he goes, Brett Boone. I'm like, is it? Like he had a shitload of RBIs that year, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And I go, that that team, I go, they they set the record and didn't win. He goes, well, it had to have been Bonds, right? I go, I don't know. Do you know? Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing here? It was Hack Wilson in like 1930. He had oh, like geez. a billion of them. I don't know. It was fucking stupid. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's 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 not like I don't I mean it is random sports info, but it's not like completely random like that, right? Like or all encompassing, I guess. It's not all encompassing. That's fucking for damn sure. Yeah, it's not like, you know, like you just said or the guy said, um you know, who had the most RBIs in a season ever. It's like, well, I don't fucking know that. But I can tell you every person who won the Masters back to 1982. <laughs> Walrus. Or like Jimo and his fucking uh, 
What is it? He was is doing, it we, NFL we were doing offensive lines from like no, the we were late doing 90s? Big, we were doing big three, basically. So it was like if I gave him a year and a team, he could pretty much give – I don't know if it was just big three or if he could give me all the skill position players. Yeah. From like any team in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I could say like 1993 Detroit Lions, which that one's kind of easy. I think – I don't know. I figured who the quarterback was. Maybe Mitchell – and then it's Barry Sanders and um, Herman Moore. I think Herman Moore. Herman Munson. <laughs> Thurman Munson. How many RBIs did Brett Boone have that year? I don't know. That's uh, are you googling it? He had one hundred and forty-one. That's a fuckload. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I remember that though. <laughs> That response, what? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what we're working with here. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Just Brett, Brett Boone. Told you. Yeah, Hack Wilson had 191 in 1930. What's up with all these dudes in the 30s? Must Lou have been Gehrig, the ball. Lou Gehrig had 185 in 1931. Hank Greenberg had 184 and 37. Depression made the air lighter. Yeah, seriously. So the top, the top 13 guys, or the, I guess there's multiple, like people are on the list multiple times, right? Like Lou Gehrig is on is in the top 13 four times. So the the top 13 numbers of most ever RBIs in a year were all prior to 1938. That's weird. Right? Like, isn't that strange? The yeah, the, wow. the the most RBIs in the modern era is 165 by Manny Ramirez in 1999. And then after that, it goes back to the 20s. There's <laughs> Sam Thompson from 1887 is on this list like thick from 1895 he had 165 to tie manny like it's literally somebody in every time he fucking got to bat like in the modern era five man go manny ramirez brett boone no sammy sosa oh so Manny. so for for reference here manny ramirez is 14th all time on the list uh with 165 Next in the modern era is Sammy Sosa at 21st with 160 that he did in 2001. And then after that is Sammy Sosa again at 26th with 158 in 1998. And in the same year, Juan Gonzalez had 157 at 27th overall. And then 30th overall, Alex Rodriguez had 156 in 2007. Okay, there's a log jam here. And then after that is all the way down to 47th, Miguel Tejada had 150 in 2004. So of the top 50 most RBIs ever in a season, how many names did I just read off? Five? There's five guys or five times it's been done in the modern era. No one thinks that's fucking weird. <laughs> well, it wasn't just the modern era. It was um, steroid era. 
well, which yeah, they should that bring too. back. Yes, please. But there's literally guys like names on here, and the year next to it is in the 1800s. Sick. That's kind of strange to me. Because they also, I bet, didn't play 162 games in the 30s. How bad was the pitching? Well, so I don't know that, but... (laughs) What were the final scores of these games? Was it like 17 to 12? Like, the fuck? (laughs) That's kind of fucking crazy. Although, didn't the mound used to be closer or lower or something? I have no idea. And then they overcorrected in i want to say maybe like the 70s or no is that what some refer to as the dead ball era yeah i think so and they because they brought the mound up too high and then guys were absolutely fucking crushing like i think sandy koufax was fucking murdering and satchel page and then like after one year where they both went like lights out or something they had to lower the mound back down to whatever it is now, six inches off the ground. I don't know. It, it used to be 12 inches, whatever the fuck. They had to do like some drastic changes or some shit like that. But baseball's a dying sport anyway. Fuck them. Although they're, um, I guess they're doing fine now since they implemented the pitch clock. Like, I don't think they're hemorrhaging views anymore, but they're still like probably the third most watched um, of the big four. Right. And unfortunately I don't think hockey will ever overtake. uh, Well, what's going to have to happen is baseball is going to have to fall. Hockey is not going to gain to pat, to surpass baseball. Baseball is going to have to fall. Uh, well, lacrosse is the fastest growing sport on two feet. Yep. So lacrosse is going to overtake football. Yep. Just You just wait. <laughs> All going to be lacrosse and soccer. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's the future. The future of the sports. It's all uh, all lacrosse. <laughs> it's all cyclical, really, when it, when it comes back to it at the end of the day. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of sports let me see if i can pull this up really quick because i saw this on the roca news app that i use shout out to roca news uh i'm just waiting for it to load right now i think it was part of yesterday's news that they sent out um but football is by and far the most popular sport in this country and it's not even fucking close um come on give me the fucking shit here uh let me see i didn't need an article to tell me that no but i want to get you the exact numbers oh maybe it was today actually i just waited all that time for nothing um yes so here it is. 
last Thursday, they officially kicked off football season, right? The last Thursday night was the Hall of Fame game that I watched 0.0 seconds of. Um, it was the, uh, let alone just the preseason, it was uh, the Jets versus the Browns. But that being said, right? So it's preseason football, week one, the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. They hit 6.3 million viewers on NBC Sports, the highest for the Hall of Fame game in particular since 2018. So how popular is football, you ask? The dog shit Hall of Fame game between two dog shit teams that no one on either team played, right? Because some people out there, yes, the, the franchises themselves, if you follow football, the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns, dog shit franchises, right? Like they're terrible. Some people could just come back and say, well, they're going to be good this year with Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and the defense looks good in the Jets. And then on the Cleveland side, they have Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb is great. Are the best one, arguably the best running back in the league. Like, yes, I understand all that. None of them played last Thursday in that game. And they had 6.3 million viewers for that game. Well, the average viewership for the NBA playoffs this year, which was the, the league's most watched postseason in five years. So more people cared about the NBA this year than they have in the last five years. They had their highest ratings this year. They averaged 5.47 million views per game in the, in the NBA playoffs. NBA. The dog shit game between two dog shit teams where I couldn't even tell you who the – Zach Wilson probably played, and I have no idea who the fucking backup quarterback is for the Browns. Is it still Jacoby Brissett? I have no uh, idea. I think I saw, did I see the name Kellen Mond? Oh, God. And... Kellen Mond? Go Gophers. The no, Badgers? He was, um... Wasn't he Minnesota? No, Kellen Mond was Texas A&M. Oh. And then Dorian then? Dorian Robinson Thompson, UCLA. Fuck oh, him. yeah. Fuck him. He, yeah. fuck him. Like, fuck, yeah. fuck that guy. I hate that guy. So, yeah, in the game that featured Zach Wilson and Kellen Mond, 6.3 million viewers. And the best NBA playoffs that they've had in five years got 5.47. <laughs> Pretty good. And the NBA is the second most popular sport in the country behind football. Well, actually, no, it's clearly it's football, then A preseason massive, football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then NBA starting with their playoffs because their regular season is not going to be as high. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking mind blowing. Did you get lacrosse numbers on that or no? Yeah. I think they were like 12.4 million. Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah. They they had a, they had an exhibition. They had a scrimmage. (laughs) Did did 13. Yeah. Well, I saw, or someone was talking about it. I think it was last year. Um, 30. I'm I'm literally making these numbers up, but I think it was 35 
of the top 50 most viewed of anything on TV in the in 2022 was NFL football games, right? Whether it was the Super Bowl or the conference championship games or the playoff games or like a regular season matchup between, you know, Kansas City and Buffalo or, you know, Buffalo and, and Cincinnati, like thir- something like 35 out of the top 50 most watched anything on TV in 2022 was an NFL football game. <laughs> Which is fucking wild. That they they owned I re, I for, again I forget what the exact number was but I know it was over fifty percent they owned over fifty percent of the most watched things on TV can't wait for real football to be back oh same I'm say I I I can't ever like people try like, I feel bad because people try to bring up preseason football and I'm just like I can't do I, it I go I can't do it. I go, it's, I go, uh, call me an asshole, like cynical prick. Like I can't do it. You know, you know, they're telling me Mac Jones is great. He doesn't even have an offensive line in front of him. How can he, how can he be great without his starting offensive line? That does not even fucking make any sense. Yeah. yeah. And then I have to hear about this rookie. That's not going to make the team, but he's awesome too. Oh, Mac Jones went 13 of 15 and 11 on 11s for two, two touchdowns. Like, okay. Like you said, there's no, there's no offensive or defensive line. And then. It's like, oh well, then then there's this guy. He's really good. And it's like, he ain't making the team. I already tell you that. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you know, you know, uh, this guy can take Miles Bryant role. Yeah, I hate to tell you this, Miles Bryant's making this team. It's like, come on, what the fuck? Like, yeah, all the all the any news that comes out of it is either super irritating or I just know is not true. So right. I'm less like, just don't tell me anything. Let's just get to week one. They're playing the Eagles. Yeah. How about this? I'll tell you if the offseason was a s- success. If you move the ball in that Eagles defense, success. And if you don't give up 40, probably a success. Yeah. Moderate success. Yeah. That's it. Done. There you go. That's how you evaluate the offseason. The Eagles are it's only a- three and a half point favorites, I think, too. It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the pats on the money line. What is it? Uh Ad- Admiral Ak- Akbar. Yeah. 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 It's a trap. <laughs> so I mean, uh, we'll see. But I like you said, I can't fucking wait for football. It's been it's been a long time. College will be here sneaky fast. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah, because they they have week zero, <laughs> which is uh, which is the dumbest thing ever. But I think that's that's in August, right? Like that's like mid to end of August. Stupid. Yeah. Week zero might actually be the meat party. It could be. Yeah, we're week, gonna have a week, week zero week zero party. Yeah, and then then it's week one. Why don't you just start with week one? Well, we instituted this later. We started the early start. Oh, okay. well, we don't want to ruin week 12. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? People are fucking dumb. So stupid. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to uh, you want us to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. 
All right. Uh, so I was able to quickly skim through a club handbook from 1942 from the country club in Brookline. Whoa. How much in 1942 at that current time, how much do you think a guest fee for 18 holes was? Um, 12 bucks. One U.S. dollar. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I converted that to 2023. Yeah. So what is that? 80, 81 years later? Yep. What do you think that is in today's money? One U.S. dollar, 1942. Um, 30 bucks? $19. Wow. So... Just again, just skimming, just perusing. I didn't read the whole thing. Truthfully, I was skimming through it to see if I could find anything overtly racist or sexist. I couldn't find yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I want to find something bad, but I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean it's not in there. I just couldn't find it. Right, right. <clears throat> um, it's good. That's why I pick up the book. I go, I, I go, tell me that women are not allowed on the premises or something. Um, they cannot wear high heels on the green, though. Cannot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one, $1 was the guest fee for certain times of the year, whatever, or it was two bucks. Uh, and the, in the letter, so the letter to the president or letter from the president in 1941 for the, for the 1942 whatever obviously 1941 we're coming off the D great depression we're entering world war ii we don't currently know that we're in world war ii yet like the world's at war the u.s ain't at war yet because right. pearl harbor was december of 41 and this was probably written in november or some shit right so, like, the first line or something was, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember what it what it did say, uh, just like all other golf courses, we're all struggling financially. It's like we're struggling to generate revenue, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, man, in 1942, the country club is sitting there being like, yeah, just like all golf courses, we got no money. <laughs> and I'm like, it only got worse for fucking four years after that, yeah. if not more, because yeah. the war ended in 45. Right. I don't know how many years it took to rebound. And I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Like all golf courses. And then now today it's like, I think, I think you could, you could play as an un unaccompanied guest back then too. Oh, wow. And now it's like, if I wanted to call the country club, I bet you I can't get through. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't they have even a fake be phone number. I wouldn't even be able to ask my stupid ass question. Yeah. 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 What's your, uh, what's your stranger policy? I was reading the 1942 <laughs> uh, club handbook and there was a, uh, there was a provision about strangers because a stranger was, was described as anyone from outside of 40 miles of the Boston radius. <laughs> What's your policy on strangers in 2023? <laughs> Are they still allowed to play unaccompanied? <laughs> What's the rate? I know it was $2 in uh in 1942. Is it 38 today? <laughs> oh, it's 300. Oh, okay, cool. 
yeah, I mean, I would still pay. I mean, obviously, if I had the opportunity to to play there, I would pay. I would pay. I pay five hundred bucks or less. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I know someone can probably sit there and be like, "You paid more than that for Pebble." Yeah, like okay. It's, so what? Would I pay six hundred? Yes, it's six hundred. Yeah. Fine. Right. Like right. Because I've done it because because I've done it before. Yes. Now I probably need to move it up to five hundred. Uh, move it from five to six hundred because yeah. I paid more than that. Well, in that case, we can play Sawgrass for seven fifty. Five ninety five. Yeah. Can you believe five, the public pays seven hundred dollars to play at Sawgrass? <laughs> five. They only talk about it every forty five minutes on the broadcast. Yeah, I thought it was a four hundred dollar course. Or no, oh yeah, because sometimes it's sometimes it's like six hundred and then a hundred bucks for a caddy, and that's why it's seven hundred. Yeah. But like sometimes it's also four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. What did I pay? Oh yeah, it was five ninety five. That's what I paid at. That's what I paid at Pebble. Yeah. I believe that's the most I'll pay for a round of golf. And I would do it again, both at Pebble or at a private. I think that's it, though. I don't think I'm going any more than that because... How much is Wolf Creek? Wolf Creek, I don't know. Shadow Creek's a 1,000. Okay. Wolf Creek is like crazy elevations yeah. and yeah, that's in, whatever. It's in Vegas, right? Are they both Sha- in Vegas? Yeah, ish. I don't think Wolf Creek's in Reno. They're both in Nevada. Yeah. Where's Mesquite? Could be in Mesquite. I don't know what yeah. that is. Um, Shadow Creek is where they played the first match. That's a thousand. Yeah. I don't think I would do that. I don't think I'd do a thousand. Not for Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek's supposed to be good. If I got to play Augusta for a thousand, I would pay a thousand dollars. Right. I would, I know it, it would literally never happen. Like it's not possible in my hypothetical Right. Like I would not pay a thousand dollars to play Shadow Creek. I would pay a thousand dollars to play Augusta National. I would pay whatever money I could afford to play Augusta National. Yeah. Yeah. It would be be accurate. (laughs) It would be obscene. The amount of money that I could part with is what I would pay to play there. Yeah. And it's the only place. Yeah. Because even Pine Valley don't care enough. Right. And actually, Pine Valley looks like a fucking bitch. I think I'm good. Seminole, like that's another one. I, I would, wouldn't pay that much. No, I wouldn't pay a thousand dollars, but I would pay no. four, four or five hundred. I don't know how much it costs uh, it to might, play there. It might take more because Seminole is private. So yeah, like when we were talking, some of those other ones, those are those are publics that you can get on. Private changes things, but but I don't know, man. If for me, it's like if I'm gonna go play a place, it has to be. Really good. It can't be goofy and gimmicky, whatever, which I'm not saying Shadow Creek is. I've never been there. I've never played. I don't know if it's just like over the top nice to be over the top nice to look at or right. if everything's solid. I don't know. I truthfully, I have no clue. Right. Um. Yeah, it's like when Cartman, it's like, you're just because you're wearing a nice sweater doesn't mean you're being nice. Like <laughs> if the golf course is just fucking average, like. I'm, right. I'm good. Right. Um. Yeah. And then when you're talking privates, though, it's like, 
something's going to have to hit for me to want to pay more than I paid for Pebble because when when I when I hear Pebble Beach, I think Tiger Woods at that 2000 US Open, I think the I I think Sports Center when golf dominated the broadcast because that's how important his win was. Right. If um I mean no one's going to win by that many again in in that impressive fashion in the US Open. That would not open up Sports Center. No way. Right. It was because it was, but like, that's what I remember. I was 10 years old. So I remember that. That's right. what I remember. Um, if you want to talk Augusta, you know, every masters that I've watched, whatever, like that, that that's there. Um, other courses, they just don't do it. Like, like, oh, hey, you, you have the opportunity to play Oakmont. Thousand bucks. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Like I'd like I'd like the opportunity, but I don't want to pay a thousand. I know that guest fee ain't a thousand, so it's like, where's the other? Right. Like that right. guest. Like that guest fee. If I play with a member, two two fifty, maybe less. I don't know. Like right guest of a member, but like yeah. If, well, we can get you out there. No, fuck that. And I mean, I know there's going to be other costs involved in this one, but like St. Andrews would be one. Yeah, but St. Andrews is cheap. Right. It's under 250 to play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so here, here are some real life examples. So Essex County is up in Manchester by the sea. It's supposed to be awesome. Donnie Ross lived there, built it, whole thing. The fried egg did an event. 36 holes, two rounds. 800 bucks. So 400 bucks around. I'm not paying that. Fuck that. Because yeah. not only do I not think that that's worth the 400 each, because people have told me that, but now you're asking me to do it twice, like by force. It's like, no, thank you. No right. fucking way. Right. And same goes, I know a guy who had the chance to play Riviera. They made the call or made the inquiry. Someone set it up. They go, okay, came back gonna cost 800 bucks he goes 800 that's the guest fee they go no the guest fee is x the caddy fee is x and uh you guys have to pay the assistant pro to be out there and his rate for the four hours is 600 so that gets divided amongst you guys. So it's another 200 bucks a piece. So, you know, what was like a $300 or I guess, I don't actually. So I guess, yeah, they fuck. It was, it was like a big gouging. So it's like, no, like 200 of that 800 is just for the person that's going out there with you. Right. And it's not even like you're getting lessons from the guy. He's just being there to allow you to play. Right. So the guy was like, no, 800 is too much. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's insane. I wouldn't pay 800 for Riviera either. No, it's too much money. No, it's just certain places, right? It's it's like I forget. I think I all in. I think I was like 450 for Kapalua, but I also like had to pay for rental clubs and balls and shoes. And not only for me to ride in the car, it was like an extra 50 bucks to Amy ride with me. So I think 
the actual, like if I lived in Hawaii or if I brought my clubs with me, I think it's only like 250 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. To play Kapalua. That's nah, not bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. Needless to say, I don't think the country club's going to accept my uh, unaccompanied <laughs> guest request for 38 bucks. Yeah, or a stranger. Stranger fee. Yeah, stranger play. Yeah. <laughs> you guys allowed it 81 years ago. Yeah. Have you updated your How the rule fuck book? do you even know that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have this funny memory. <laughs> uh, my grandfather told me. Yeah, yeah. Name. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right. So my final thought is um, Amy and I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I don't know. Have you seen it yet? It just got released on Disney like last week. No, I haven't. Um, so it came out. It's It's been out for, I don't know, I, I would imagine at least two or three months, right, for it to be on streaming now. Um, without giving too much away, it was actually finally good, right? Like we finally got a good Marvel movie. Now, on the scale of all the other guardians of the galaxy movies it's probably it has to be better than the second one yeah i was gonna say it's probably better than the second one but it's nowhere near the first one um the second one yeah the second one wasn't that good this one was again it was more of a origin story for rocket in a way um which was interesting but it was good right so this is the first this is the first marvel movie that i've seen in i feel like years at this point where i've been able to say it was good right like i it, it's it's teetering near great right it's good not great but it certainly is not bad and it's certainly is better than oh it didn't suck right like it was it's fine it's much better than that um it was definitely in the in the good realm i would put it in the upper tiers of good uh still not great right like i would say like infinity wars and endgame were great right like that's that's about peak like that's it doesn't get much better than that ragnarok was great right like those those movies are great um Guardians 3 was very good, right? I would I would say it was very good. Um not great, but it was refreshing <laughs> for the first time and like I said what feels like years that I we got a Marvel movie that was better than huh, it didn't suck. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. So, I will uh I actually can recommend people to go watch this and be like yeah, you'll you'll probably enjoy it. I'll try to watch it this weekend. I've liked the Guardians movies. Yeah, it's Again, it's always second, been a little different. The second one, you really don't even need. Yeah, the second one was kind of like goofy. It's a little weird, and it's like I know it brought Mantis and someone else back into it, but by the time you got to the 
uh, by the time you got to Infinity War and Endgame, it's like those people are already in it anyway. So, right, right. Yeah. So go see it. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. He said, it's not going to blow your socks off, but uh, compared to everything else that we've gotten over the last however many months, uh, it, it would be great, right? <laughs> like if you compare it to the product that we've gotten over the last like year and a half, two years, then it is great. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there, there you have it. So that's going to uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you all for watching. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe up above. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Also subscribe if you're an audio only guy. Uh, keep telling people about there. Also, uh, if you are on Apple or Spotify, you can leave us a review and five stars. Uh, so go do that. Uh, por favor and gracias. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. We're on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Our website is sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, you can get all of the links to the sponsors and the affiliate codes and all that shit uh, in the link in our Instagram bio and also in the show notes, right? Whether you're YouTube or audio only, uh, everything, the links there are in the show notes. So uh, those sponsors would be. Uh, IcePod, uh, IcePod.com. Uh, again, I, I'm not going to list out all the promo codes anymore. They're too similar. There's too many of them. It's fine. Just go to IcePod.com. Use the link in the show notes. Uh, use the promo code that's down there. And you will get $10 off your order over there at IcePod.com. So, And also, I think, free shipping. I think it's $10 off plus free shipping. Uh, and then with... Who's next? I I almost just said grill your ass off, and then I was like, I, I got a little sad. Um, who the fuck? Oh, noon brew. Jesus Christ! I I drink it, drink it every night. Just about when I bought it, they sent me these little coasters with it too that you can see here. So I got coasters. I got all kinds of shit. Um, go to noonbrew.com. Use our promo code there, uh, and you'll get ten percent off your order every single time you check out. Uh, Stop spamming. Someone's fucking spamming it again. I keep getting emails. Oh, you've made a sale. Oh, you've made a sale. You get commission. You get commission. I'm like, no, I'm not. When I get four emails in a day that we've we've made four sales ranging from, you know, 12 to $200, um, those aren't real. <laughs> I know they're not real. I know I'm not going to see any of that money. No, no, no one's buying $200 worth of that stuff. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Stop spamming us. <laughs> We're going to get a new uh, pr promo code for them anyway in the next week or two. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll, again, I'll update it in the show notes. Uh, and then last but not least, we have mybookie.com. Uh, use a promo code there. The only one that makes sense, sarcasm pod, um, to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. So uh, if you're <laughs> on a callback to the beginning of the show, if you're pissed at, pen and you don't want to use barstool sports anymore uh go to mybookie.com use the promo code sarcasm pod and they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks so uh that is going to do it for us so until next time good night everybody <laughs>